If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. As they say at Starfield Academy, facing death is at least as important as facing life. With that in mind, I'm Sean Ferrick for Trek Culture, and here are the 10 best I'm dead and I know it moments from Star Trek. Number 10. Commodore Decker, The Doomsday Machine. This classic episode of Star Trek, the original series, featured the planet killer, the giant slug-like space-born entity that completely and utterly annihilates worlds. Now, unfortunately for the crew of the USS Constellation, Commodore Decker thought the best way to hide from it was on a planet. After losing his entire crew to the planet killer, Commodore Decker loses his mind. He ends up commandeering the USS Enterprise by pulling rank, but thankfully he is ousted by the crew. While Kirk is on board the wrecked USS Constellation, Decker steals one of the shuttles from the Enterprise. In those moments, as he flies into the gaping maw of the planet killer, Decker realises he's not just atoning for his own sins, although maybe that's a strong, harsh word, he is facing certain death. Unfortunately, this sends him into a spiral of terror, and we see that written all over his face. Thankfully, his sacrifice allows the Enterprise to realize that detonating something inside the planet killer does lower its energy readings and gives them a way to save the day. Number nine, Captain Rudy Ransom, Equinox. Captain Ransom was similar to Captain Janeway in that he commanded a vessel that was dragged across the galaxy, pulled into the Delta Quadrant by the Caretaker. That's where the similarities frankly ended, because the USS Equinox was far smaller and far less advanced than the USS Voyager, and also within a couple of weeks of their arrival, they ran into the Cretonan Guard and lost half of their crew. This resulted in Ransom and the rest of the crew abandoning the Prime Directive slaughtering a race of aliens so that they could use their bodies as fuel to power up their engines and get home faster, but at the cost of their souls. Thankfully, Ransom realizes that he won't be able to live with himself with what he's done. And so he manages to save the rest of his crew, but at the cost of his own life. The Equinox's core is about to breach and he pilots the ship far enough away to keep Voyager safe from the blast. In the seconds before the ship explodes, he finds a measure of peace. He retreats into a synaptic holographic projection, and in his own way, he accepts his death with a smile and a somewhat relaxed stare. Number eight, Nero, Star Trek. Eric Bana's Nero is one of the highlights of 2009's Star Trek. He is charismatic, he is shockingly violent in some parts, and quite frankly, he's a little bit fun. He is also a flipping monster. He organizes for a black hole to be formed in the center of the planet Vulcan, which effectively renders Spock and the rest of the surviving Vulcans an endangered species. This was never really going to be allowed to pass. 
Through various hijinks, a black hole is formed in the middle of his ship, the Narada. Acting Captain Kirk and Spock do offer him the hand of savior, friendship, uh, we have to say these words, and he says that he would rather die in agony than accept their help, which they are more than happy to oblige. As he sees into the event horizon of the black hole in the middle of his own ship, hearing the dying screams of his crew around him, he realizes that he has been consumed by his own anger, his own vengeance, and then finally, his own ship. Number seven, Torg, Star Trek III, The Search for Spock. Torg is the first officer aboard the Klingon Bird of Prey that is effectively responsible for the destruction of the USS Enterprise. Now that is a scene that still stabs me right in the heart, and yet it's so well paced and directed that it is always an exciting scene. Torg leads a boarding party aboard the Enterprise, just as Admiral Kirk and crew abandon ship and go down to the Genesis planet. Torg leads his men all the way through the ship until they reach the bridge, where he signals his commander Krug. And he lets Krug know that the ship is being run by the computer as it's the only thing that's speaking. Krug asks to listen to it, realizes it's a countdown, and there is a flash just for a moment where Torg turns and looks effectively into the camera and you can see written all over his face. Oh sh! The panels explode, the bridge explodes, the saucer section explodes, and the Enterprise turns into a burning wreck as it flies down into the Genesis planet. Hell of a scene. Number six, Data, Star Trek Nemesis. We come to one of the most sad entries on this list, really, and that is, of course, Data's last moments in 2002's Star Trek Nemesis. Now, while we have got technically another death scene of Data, thanks to Star Trek Picard, this really was the ultimate goodbye moment from everyone's favorite android. Picard was trapped aboard the Riemann Scimitar, and while Shinzon had been killed at this point, the Thaleron generator was activated and could not be turned off. That meant that the Enterprise was effectively facing a Kobayashi Maru. Data, not needing to breathe, jumps out of a hull breach in the Enterprise-E, propelled across space, and gets into the Riemann Scimitar. Now, it's quite a cool sequence, but we all kind of know what's coming. He gets up to the bridge, finds Picard, and without a word, puts a little personal transporter on the captain, who is then beamed away. Data smiles for a moment, says goodbye, looks into the Thaleron generator, and with a steely determination, fires his phaser. He knew what he was doing, he knew what he went there, and he knew what the end goal was going to be. It is, in some ways, deeply unsatisfactory, and thanks to Star Trek Picard and a little bit of retconning going on, it's also really one of the, the sadder moments of Star Trek in general. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Number five, Romulan pilot, the die is cast. Improbable Cause and The Die is Cast is a fantastic two-part story from Star Trek Deep Space Nine's third season. This story sees Garrick and Odo travel into the Gamma Quadrant with a Romulan Cardassian armada. Now, this armada is bent on destroying the Founder's homeworld, therefore ending the threat of the Dominion in the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah, so things don't go well. The Obsidian Order originated this idea and then sought the help of the Tal Shiar. Now the founders learned very quickly about what was going on and they encouraged the idea because they managed to turn it into a massive trap. Now what a fleet of warbirds and Cardassian Keldon class ships decloak around the planet in the Omarian Nebula. The opening salvo while reducing part of the planet's crust to dust makes no change to the life science whatsoever. The camera holds on the face of the Romulan pilot as she sees the tactical display of the number of Jem'Hadar ships that are coming out of the nebula. 150 Jem'Hadar attack ships suddenly appear in front of these vessels. The Romulan pilot knows it, Inabrantane knows it, everyone knows it. They're all dead. The best that they can do is buy themselves some minutes. If it wasn't for the last second arrival of the USS Defiant, Garrick and Odo would have been among them. Number four, Sauron, Star Trek Generations. Now we come to one of the more fun death scenes. I know that's a bit grim, but Dr. Tolly and Sauron is responsible for the death of a fairly important character in Star Trek. And I won't lie, there was a little bit of satisfaction at his death scene. Sauron has organized missiles to be shot into various stars to change the path of the Nexus. Now the Nexus is of course, tangible joy. It's just wonderful and God willing we'll all get there someday. But thanks to a little bit of wibbly wobbly timey wimey, Picard is able to travel back to a moment just before the launch of Sauron's last missile on Viridian 3. Now again, wibbly wobbly timey wimey, he's able to bring Captain Kirk with him. They engage in fisticuffs and Sauron is slightly overpowered to the point where Picard is able to get up to that launcher and add in a couple of command codes. Sauron then runs up to the launcher after that. He sees what Picard has done, which is engage the locking clamps on the missile. You can see it written all over his face. Boom. And I won't lie, every time, love Malcolm McDowell, every time I kinda do a little bit of a data, yes. Number three, Captain Kirk, Star Trek Generations. And this is why. He is the OG captain in Star Trek. He is the guy with the five-year mission. He faced off against Khan. He stole the Enterprise. He saved the Earth from a big whale probe. 
Frankly, he's done enough that he warrants a little bit of respect. When the captain died with a bridge on top of him, some people, I might have been among them for a while, thought, well, that's a bit of a damp squib way to go. But really, it's more of a symbolic ending for the captain. Captain Kirk said in Star Trek V The Final Frontier that he always knew he would die alone. And in a way, in a way, he was correct. Because you could take that to mean he always knew he would die without his friends Spock and McCoy. And that did happen. However, in a beautifully written moment, he does die with Captain Picard. And he knows that the captain of the Enterprise is probably the best person to see off the captain of the Enterprise. He asked the captain, did we make a difference? To which the answer is yes. And he said, it was fun. Then you can see it written all over his face that everything is going dark. He knows what's coming. He looks into the abyss and says, oh my. And Captain Kirk dies. And it's beautiful. It's sad. It's a wonderful passing of the torch moment. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. Number two, General Chang, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. The dogfight over the planet of Kittimer is one of my favorite sequences in all of Star Trek. The Enterprise A versus the cloaked Klingon bird of prey that can fire is stunning. And I mean, don't we all love Christopher Plummer's delivery of those Shakespeare lines? While Kirk is keeping Chang distracted by having the utter crap blown out of his ship, Spock and McCoy do a little bit of surgery on a torpedo at the suggestion of Uhura. You see, they're carrying an awful lot of equipment for cataloging gaseous anomalies. The bird of prey has a tailpipe. So if they can just zero in on that, they can shoot the bloody thing out of the sky. Back over to the Klingon bird of prey. Now they think they're invincible because they can't be seen, they can't be tracked. Nothing to lose, right? Everything's great. Everything's Why is the Enterprise just fired a torpedo? Why is the torpedo moving like this through the sky? Why is it coming straight toward the view screen? Chang knows before the thing ever hits. He quotes Hamlet as he just goes, to be or not to be. Boom. Number one, Lieutenant Shack's Star Trek Lower Decks. I realize that he came back from the dead. That's fine. However, the joy on this Bajoran man's face in this scene is something you don't often see in Star Trek. He saves his baby bear, Rutherford, from certain death after they are attempting to upload a virus into the packed ship. Now, Badgie being a little git, Badgie tries to kill them both. Shax is having none of it, shoves Rutherford into a shuttle, gets him off the ship. He stands there with Packlads in a headlock and knows that he is going straight to the prophets as soon as that explosion goes off. And I haven't ever seen a man look happier about that fact. Now, season two went and brought the character back, which in my opinion means we're probably looking at another amazing I'm dead and I know it moment for Lud. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365 day returns. Ken and Shaq's later on. Hopefully not for a while though. Let's let man live for a while. <laughs> 